Chapter 30 To be born is to die Assuredly, we are as old as the world, said Kamanita. But up to this time, we have wandered on, never resting. And the Lord of Death, when he has come, has always projected us into a new life. Now, however, we have reached a place where there is no more passing away, where eternal joy is our sweet possession. At the time when he spoke thus, they were just returning from the coral tree to their lake. He was about to let himself down on his lotus flower when it suddenly struck him that its red colour seemed to have lost something of its freshness and gloss. Yes, as he now remained floating over it in the air and looked attentively down, he saw with dismay that the petals of the corona had become brown at the edges as if they had been burnt, and that their tips were losing their vitality, curling up. Varsity's white lotus did not look any better. She also had remained floating above hers, evidently arrested by the same phenomenon. He turned his eyes upon his blue neighbour, whose lotus showed just the same change, and Carmenita noticed that his face did not beam as joyously as it had on the day when he, Carmenita, had first greeted him. His features were not so animated as formerly, his bearing not so open. Yes, even in his eyes, Carmenita read the same dismay that had moved himself and Varsity. And it was the same, as a matter of fact, everywhere he looked. A change had come over all the flowers and the blessed of Sukhavati. Again he directed a searching glance towards his own lotus. One of the petals in the corona seemed to come alive. Slowly it bent itself forward, but then it fell loose upon the surface of the water. But it did not fall alone. At the same instant a crown petal was loosened from every lotus flower, and the whole expanse of water glittered and trembled, and as it rose and fell it gently rocked the dainty coloured fleet upon its bosom. Through the groves on the river bank went a breath of froth, and a shower of blossoms like sparkling jewels fell to the ground. A sigh was wrung from every breast, and a low but cutting disharmony traversed the music of the heavenly Gandharvas. Varsity, my love! exclaimed Carmenita, seizing her hand with deep agitation. Do you see? Do you hear? What is this? What can it mean? Varsity, however, looked at him, calmly smiling. This was in his mind when he said, To be born is to die. All destroying, oblivion's breath holds sway, as in the gardens of earth, flowers of paradise fade and pass away. Who is the author of that terrible, hope-destroying utterance? Who but he, the Blessed One, perfect in conduct and understanding, who has made clear the truth out of compassion for all, for the enlightenment of us all, for the happiness of all? Who has revealed the nature of the world with all its beings, the lowly and the noble, with its troops of gods and humans and demons? the guide who shows the way out of this world of change, the master, the perfect one, the Buddha. The Buddha is supposed to have said that? Oh no, Varsity, that I do not believe. How often are the words of such great teachers misunderstood and inaccurately repeated, as I myself best know. For once in Rajagaha, I spent the night in the hall of a potter in the company of a foolish monk who insisted on expounding what he called the teaching of the Buddha to me. What he advanced, however, was poor stuff, a self-fabricated and stupid doctrine, although I could, it's true, perceive that genuine sayings of the Master lay at the root of it. They were spoiled, however, in the attempt to correct them, and were misinterpreted by that contrary, nihilistic old man. I'm sure that similar fools have also reported this saying falsely to you. Not so, my friend, for I heard it from the lips of the Master himself. What, beloved? 
You have yourself seen the master face to face? I certainly have. I've sat at his feet. Oh, happy Varsity, for you are happy now in the memory of it, that I can see. I suppose that I would also be as happy and as confident as you had not my dark karma, the fruit of unwholesome deeds of the past which had grown ripe at that sorrowful instant, robbed me at that last moment of the joy of seeing the sublime Buddha. For a violent death swept me away as I was journeying to him, in the very place in which he was residing too, in Rajagaha itself, on the morning after my talk with that fool of an ascetic. Just think of it. My karma overtook me only about a quarter of an hour's distance from the mango grove where the master had taken up his residence. But now this is given to me for comfort instead, that my varsity succeeded in obtaining what was denied to me. Tell me everything about your coming to him, to the master. I'm sure it will raise me up and strengthen me. And perhaps that saying of his, that seems so terrible and so destructive of all hope, will grow clear and will lose its sting. Yeah, perhaps even contain some hidden ground for comfort. Gladly, my friend, replied Varsity. They let themselves down on their lotus flowers, and Varsity went on with the story of her life.